Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hello, welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I am your host, Eric Acker. We're hosting, of course, today with Karen. Hey, guys. This is our post-step two episode, so we're going to maybe go over a little bit of what step two was like and what I think. How, how it went. <laughs> uh, we, have, we, of course, don't have any scores today, so we don't get anything too exciting. And, of course, everything we think about is going to be relative to how we feel it went as opposed to the actuality, which will be maybe found out next week. So, yeah, we, so we took step two on Friday uh, over up in Macon and testing, Prometric Testing Center. And it is, a, you know, step two is a beast. It's uh, around 120 questions. I think, realistically, it's about 116, given two blocks are 38 questions long and they still give you about an hour to do that block but it's because they have like a big long question stem or study that you have to read and then you have three questions you have to answer on so they give you a little bit extra time to to get through that it doesn't mean that you know 316 questions is any easier than uh than what you would think but it's still a it's a very long test eight Mm, eight blocks yeah eight blocks and it uh, hour long and you're just kind of churning through it some people are very quick readers and <laughs> they can get through it a lot faster than me some people have a lot more endurance than I do I took just about a break every block except for between blocks five and six and even then I kind of regret doing that I, I felt like I was running a little bit low on my break time and so I was finishing block five and decided to push on to block six and I was definitely feeling very tired as I got to through block six. And I generally had about a minute to three minutes after every block to review. So I, I, I was going about on right pace. Uh, I wouldn't say I was getting going so fast that I could go back and review everything. I, I was getting through the questions fast enough to think about them briefly, pick an answer and move on. The stems were, I think, rather long. I think, in my opinion, they, they were about as long as you old stems. The general consensus online is that it's pretty indicative of the free 120. Uh, and I think that's probably about right. The free 120 does also have long stems. So I think you're, you're going to get about what the free 120 looks like. And everyone's going to get a different form of this exam. So um, I'm obviously not going to go into details of questions because I'm not supposed to. Um, so obviously you're going to figure it out yourself. But I definitely felt like there were some questions from the previous NBMEs that made their reappearances. Definitely some questions on the free 120 that made some appearances. The, how do I say this? The, <laughs> the stems were, uh, again, long. You had to get through it. You definitely had your good number of quality control questions. You definitely had your ethics. I felt like the bio stats were pretty straightforward. I didn't, I didn't think that they asked you to do anything crazy with the bio stats. They... Like in previous tests I've taken with NBME, uh, either a step one or shelves, I felt like they they really wanted you to do like two or three steps in the biostats question, which felt like, you know, that's the one that 
the one subject that I neglect typically, and I know a lot of other students typically neglect as well. And so being asked to do two or three steps on something that you haven't spent a lot of time doing can eat up a lot of time on your exam. And on this uh, step two, I did not feel like the bio stats were particularly difficult. I did think that they emphasized a lot of secondary content. So if you can't give this particular antibiotic, what, what antibiotic can you give? <laughs> and so that can be a little tricky. If you're looking for like your, your dead set giveaway, like, oh, you, this particular condition pops up and you know what, what it is and they ask what medication would you give to help treat it? I, I know I was, I struggled for a few questions. I know I got them wrong where I was looking for the, the first line medication, could not find it, and I did not know what the second line was. So that was a, a disappointment, <laughs> especially like, you know, that sticks in your mind. And so you go back at home and look it up and you kick yourself a little bit because you pick the opposite drug that you're not supposed to pick. And, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, and I think, and this is my, my take, and it was a take I, I gotten from a few friends that have been trying to be helpful, is that you are going to remember a lot of questions that you did not do well on. They stick in your mind because they were kind of out of left field or they they really bothered you in some way because it, it picked out a deficiency in your study you know, it picked out a deficiency in something or other. And you're going to go home, read it, and you're going to get this dark ring, maybe a, possibly a dark rain cloud that's going to come over you. And you're not, you're going to not, you're going to start questioning whether or not you pass the exam. Trust me, I am questioning whether or not I passed the exam. We're going to find out maybe next week if I passed it. And I don't know. You know, it, there's a lot of questions that I felt like were very straightforward. I, I think I knew the answer. I picked it and moved on. And then spend hardly any time on the question. And there's definitely questions where like, I, I'm not really sure where the question was coming from because I felt like, you know, it's like, is, is this condition going to get worse or to stay the same? Like, well, it depends on how you view this, this condition. If you view it as a chronic condition that stays the same, then it's going to stay the same. If you view, you know, assault, <laughs> you know, as just a, a slight step to murder and but not the same, then it's going to progressively get worse, you know, something like that. You know, it, it's... The questions can be very vague. Uh, I felt like for my test, I felt like there were definitely some vague questions. I know other people have told me they're straightforward questions. They, you know, the question, the answers were obvious, and they, you know, they can pick and move. I didn't feel like I had that op, uh, that that experience. I felt like there was definitely some that were like pick and go, and then there were definitely some that were oh, that's tricky. I don't know. It could be two or three options here. I'm gonna pick the best one I think is right and move on. Or, you know, I'm not really sure I'm even in the ballpark here because, <laughs> you know, first step is generally diagnose. And I'm not I'm not here generally to tell you how to take a test well because I'm not a great test taker. So I'm not going to tell you, you know, you should read the first sentence, read the last sentence, read the answer choices and then work your way around. Like I, I some people that works for it does not work for me. I feel like I get lost. I generally have to read through the entire paragraph, highlighting the key details as I think they are, and then look at the answer choices and go from there. Uh, that's generally what I have to do. And of course, there's going to be some where you're just like, huh, I'm not sure if I find an answer choice that fits every symptom, <laughs> you know, every presenting symptom. I'm not sure if that's, that's there. So my recommendation as far as like post-exam, and Karen might be able to attest to this, is line up some stuff that you need to get done that does not require you to, well, that might require you to think a little bit, like use a little bit of brain, use a little bit of your body. Line up stuff to do that is going to take your mind off of the exam because you might have three weeks from when you took the exam until you get your test scores and you're going to torture yourself 
for three weeks. I know I, I, I still do. There's still definitely hours of the day where I think about the exam and I start wondering like if I failed and if I need to start thinking about a Caribbean island that doesn't extradite for debts and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is my family going to do when I'm, when I'm poor and broke and not a, not a doctor and six figures in debt? You know, you, you, you think about these things. Uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it's because I'm not the, the sunny optimist that other people are. I, and I guess this is also another tip is maybe find friends and find people that have taken this exam that have a positive outlook or have a positive viewpoint because there's definitely a lot of people in my term who have also taken this exam and all the people I talk to are very smart and so sometimes I can't take exactly what they say perfectly because I know like oh they said that it was hard or they said they struggled a little bit it's like well if you struggled a little bit I struggled a lot uh, <laughs> but generally what they all have in common is that they're all very supportive um they will o always tell me that oh, i'm sure you did great i'm sure you did amazing blah 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 and i know it's we're kind of all blowing smoke in different directions and up different things but it's all <laughs> it's all supportive <laughs> it's it's all it's all in the because uh, everyone wants each other to do well and that's one of the things i do like about my term and and generally my school overall is that everyone wants each other to succeed and so everyone is trying to be encouraging. They don't want you to be like, oh, man, that was a difficult test. You're right. You should be nervous. Uh, everyone's generally saying, you know, you, it was a difficult test, but I'm sure you did well. You studied a lot. You're a smart guy. You know, you should be fine. And I think mm, it's good to find those people in your life that are going to be supportive, especially during this the grueling two, three weeks of waiting for an exam, because it's going to be important to have people to tell you. It's going to be fine. And of course, I have Karen that tells me that too. And she, but she it tries. means more, it means more coming from a fellow student because it, they have the same experiences and the same doubts and the same everything. Whereas I'm from the outside looking in and being like, well, you studied really hard. You gave it your best go. You haven't failed anything so far. Well, along this journey, you haven't. Oh, you mean you, like a big test? You mean like you haven't failed any of your shelves? You didn't fail your. You You've one. passed everything first, first go around. So, and a lot of people can't say that. So, and, and in your brain, you're going, well, this could be the first, <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, you have to have the, I mean, your spouse can be supportive, but I don't think in this instance, it quite matters as much. I think it means more coming from your peers. I think if I'm going to be brutally honest, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I do like you being encouraging, <laughs> but it does mean maybe a little bit different coming from someone who actually sat for the exam and they answered probably, you know, 50% or 60% of the same questions you answered because I mean, there's different forms and whatnot, but it does mean something coming from them that, you know, they struggled or in, and then you go, okay, well, I hope they passed and if they pass then i pass so we're on this together kind of thing and then of course some, you could have a bad day i don't really think i had a bad day on friday i think all things considered i i came in you know i got a good night's sleep i woke up i got my breakfast in i kept to the plan mostly i made a mistake on my first uh, block after my first block where i didn't uh, bring my key back with me i left my key at my workstation and I had already checked out, essentially, for my break. And so I was like, I don't really want to check back in. They will grab my key and come back out. Like, that, that's going to be ridiculous. So I, I left it there. I just took a break. And they had some water. And I just drank some of the water. And, you know, that's, I didn't have my, my protein bar during my break 
for my first block. And so that was a little bit of a mistake, but, eh, you know, it's, it's a small misstep. Uh, I don't know. I I think I did as well as I was going to, going to do. Maybe it would have been more helpful to do the full 320 every other day like um, Seth Elu did, and then maybe my fatigue would have been a little bit less towards the end. It's just still, it's, it is a long exam. And you get, and I wasn't having the same feelings though as I had during step one, where after I got through block, I don't know, four on step one, I was just like, I'm done. Let's just move. Let's go. Pick an answer. Go. Pick an answer. Go. Pick an answer. Go. And I felt like on step two, I was still going, okay, think about the question, read the question, pick an answer, move on to the next one. If I'm not sure, flag it, you know, move on. And I always would have like, I don't know, 10 flagged by the end of the exam, uh, you know, end of the block, you know, 10 out of 40, you know, flag. It's not great, but you know, <laughs> and you go back and look at a few of them. You're like, I don't, I don't have enough clue from my previous answers to know <laughs> if I should go back and change this, uh, just move on. So there, there's definitely that. I, I don't know. I, if I failed, I, I think I, I will have other things to work on and have to really put some think consideration. And that's going to definitely throw uh, future plans into a tailspin. But we'll, you know, we'll tackle that when we get there. And hopefully we did not fail. I don't know. I, it's, it's tricky, you know. You, you do your best and um, you trust that you what you were doing and you're studying is going to pay off and it's going to it's going to come through on test day and test day is stressful so but we are moving forward in optimism <laughs> we got i a... just i don't know i just hope people who listen know that like, <laughs> we're with you I, i'm not a genius here like i i go through these ups and downs and roads but like kieran says we're trying to push forward with a little bit of optimism so we got all the letters of recommendation asked for and given all the doctors their needed information so that they can upload those letters to what's the website eras yeah uh, it's aamc's eras uh application so they yep. all have the the information they need to upload it they have my cv which recently was reformatted and, and then my personal, personal statement, statement which has also been reformatted and then we purchased a light for Eric's computer. Yes, my, so uh, in my case... Instagram. I'm not definitely not going to uh, <laughs> do a YouTube channel or anything like that, uh, not to supplement this thing. I think I don't really have the face for that. But we now have a light in the optimistic idea that we passed step two, and we are on our way to match. Yep. So if he does have online interviews, that was one of the recommendations that we got, was to get a light so that you don't look... You're not in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that has been purchased, and Eric's been fiddling with it all day because it came today, and he currently is fiddling with it. Turn it down. Bright as the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and we'll probably, I don't know, after interview season is over, we'll probably sell it for a discount to a different student. It wasn't Just, very expensive to begin no, with. It was like, what, 25 bucks? I have no idea. It wasn't exa- You can get some really expensive ones. Some really nice setups. I wanted something uh, that would sit either on my laptop or very close to it because I, I didn't know. I'm not sure what my where I'm going to be when I have to do an interview, especially if I have to do one on Zoom. If I'm going to be on a way rotation or if I'm going to be home and if I'm home, how do we get, you know 
minimize any distractions. (laughs) At that point, there's probably going to be five kids in the house, one of them being a newborn. And newborn can't be told to shut up. (laughs) A newborn just cries when he's hungry and poopy and, you know, you got to take care of it. Uh, So The other ones can't be told to be quiet either. (laughs) I'm not sure what my workspace is going to look like for interviews. And so I wanted something that's small, compact, movable. Because you can get some that are on tripods, that, you know, they sit on stands uh, next to your desk. And I'm not, I'm not really sure what my accommodations are going to be during these times. So something small and portable, but effective. Um, I'm not sure that's the right word, but this seems to meet all those criteria and doesn't require a battery to run on it. You know, it only lasts for like 30 minutes on a battery. This one can plug in and has a battery, so I have a little bit of uh, flexibility. So. Yeah. So besides that, we are, we it's have a, a whole list of things it's to a accomplish. <laughs> the, uh. So we have letters of recommendation. So we have a whole bunch of those uh, that it, I had to reach out to all my preceptors previously and confirm that they are still okay with writing my letters of rec. And they, they all got back to me except for one. But I think because he's a chairperson, it's going to be a little bit difficult to get easy access to him. But we're going to, we're working through that. We have all the letters of that kind of in process. We are finishing the ERAS application itself. You got to fill out the in- internals of it. That's going to be a process. We are working uh, tonight. I think we're going to sign up for the OET. I-, I don't know what that stands for, but it's essentially it's the English test for medicine. And you have to take it before, I think sometime in December, so that you can have your score in January. By, by January, essentially. By the end of January, you need to have your score. It takes about three weeks from them to score your exam. But anyway, we're going to sign up for it. They don't, they don't offer these uh, locations everywhere. Like I think the closest here is Atlanta. And then after that, it's Augusta, Georgia. And then after that, it's Florida. So and there's like multiple places in Florida. But in either case, we, <laughs> we're going to sign up for it tonight that way we don't lose a slot that we absolutely need in order to graduate and this doesn't this doesn't hold us up and then what else do we have here we have um, i had to submit my fourth year elective schedule which i did that today and got approved so that's great i didn't get questioned about some of my elective choices so that's great (laughs) (laughs) i was a little concerned i was gonna have to defend some of my ideas but i I kept it on par with what uh, i Dr. Zubro, the advisor, had recommended, but I had uh, switched one thing around a little bit from one of my, because one of my sub-eyes is a little bit different than what I initially had planned for, but it all got approved, so we're good there. But I still have to get my vaccination records uploaded. I still have to submit a bunch of documentation to my upcoming elective so that they have uh, ID and credentialing done so that I'm good to go. I am going to be with another medical student for that elective up in northeast georgia which will start at the end of this month and <laughs> so we're doing all that we're, we have to plan the oskies as well uh, that i think has to be done just sometime before i graduate so i'm not particularly concerned about that one. Oh gosh there's a, there's a whole bunch more and then we have the supplemental application for the evas i have to look into that because i think that has to be done by like the middle of september and so we have a lot of things that we're kind of building out a little bit and a lot of things to do in the next 20 days. So we're trying to trying to move, move on it. Yeah, but I think this week, I mean, besides I have a doctor's appointment, but besides that, like most of it is going to be Eric trying to get all the paperwork and the ERA's application 
and all the stuff for his away electives done so that at the very least he's set to go at the end of this month. Yeah, uh, the the goal now that we don't have we don't have rotations to do until the 29th, the goal is to really just get through all this paperwork, all these all these documents Everything typed up, looking good, submitted, everything ready to go so that when the application goes live uh, to the program's end of September, I am good to go because I'm going to be in a, in a wave rotation all the way through September and then I have another wave rotation right after that one. So like, I'm going to be traveling. The last thing you really want to be doing is like traveling and trying to fill out your application, making sure it looks professional, looks good, and then worrying about whether you just messed it up that you're not going to be matching, you're not going to be competitive. So really, like, what I want to do is, like, August 29th, I start my first away rotation. I, I'm sure that my match documents are all in, in, in order. And maybe there's a few things I need to clean up here and there, but they're not, like, I need to call. I'm not, nothing I need to type up, you know. Uh, and then I can kind of go focus totally on my away rotation, try to impress my preceptor as best as I can. And, you know, just kind of get through it, you know, get through everything. <laughs> um, and then hopefully start getting interviews as we go along. It, it's going to be kind of a crazy, crazy time. But exciting, a little nerve-wracking. Obviously a lot of things going on, of course. And, and again, I'm doing all this under the, uh, back going back to step two, under the, the shadow of step two, like score is going to be coming out. And I, I say that the score possibly might come out next week. Because typically you can count on at least three weeks for the score to come out. But there's pay, um, fellow students who took their exam in the last days of July. A typical hack, per se, is if you look at where you schedule, where you, got, where you print out your scheduling permit, you, know, you go in for us IMGs, we go into the ECFMG website, OASIS, schedule the, uh, we apply for our, our permit, we get our permit, and then you have that three-month window, you schedule, and you need to go back and print out your permit at some point, you can go back to ECFMG, print out your permit there. There's a link. Well, there's a, a bit of a hack that uh, other medical students have found that the Sunday or Monday of uh, a particular week, your permit might dis link might disappear. And when that happens, that means the following Wednesday, you are going to get your score. Uh, that's been the prevailing wisdom anyway. So a lot of students who have taken the exam in the end of July have all had their permits uh, links disappear. So they supposedly will be take, getting their exam scores tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> bright and early. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, that's exciting for them, uh, and which means I, I took mine the 5th of August, so theoretically, if that continues to hold, then my score will come out the following Wednesday, uh, So, which would be great. It would be a lot earlier than I anticipated, but that doesn't mean I start my course any earlier. It just means No, it I'll just means my... we might have a better... We have something to think about. We have a little more time to think about <laughs> what but... the score means. Yeah, but and it also will help decide, like, what residencies we have a better oh, shot right. at yeah, because go... you can add that score into the match a resident and so it will recalculate the, what the percentages match. you have yeah, see, at I what see. locations so that might change where we choose to apply yeah it could change our top 
two hundred. I hope it won't change too much. Karen's done a lot of work on that, and hopefully well. it doesn't change too much. So that's our, our kind of working game plan. So hopefully next week, I I think we'll do a podcast next week, but it will be on Tuesday. So you will not know. I would not know my score on Tuesday. And so even though the podcast comes out on Wednesday, you're just not going to know my score until the week after. Uh, well, possibly. I mean, this possibly. is, this this is, is a, earliest, uh, earliest Yeah. Possible. There's actually also another hack out there. It's uh, F, FCVS or something like that. I, I There's a website that you can go to, and it's basically like for looking up someone's medical license and credentials. And you... You go through, you sign up and register for the website, and then you type in all your information, and you go through this whole process as if you're going to purchase this look into your credentials. But before you get to the checkout, you go back and you look back at the education tab, and you go back to exam history, and it will show you your step one and step two. And it'll t- tell you what day you took it and whether you passed it. So you theoretically, the night before, you can log into this, and look, and it will post whether or not you passed or failed. It won't tell you what your score was, but it will tell whether or not you passed or failed. Is this a Reddit hack? There's another Reddit uh, hack that people on Reddit have found. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm just so nervous about the score. I'm not sure if I'm going to want to look and see if I got a pass. I mean, if I got a pass, that's going to be fantastic. But if I got a fail, that's going to be awful. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) In either case, in other... I don't know, do we want to go in other news, or we just kind of want to leave it at that? Keep it. I guess we, we, we so we have a few things we're, we're working on, at least at the house. Um, we're trying to figure fix Karen's keyboard. That's gonna that's been quite a bit of adventure. Um, and again, another one of those things that's gonna keep me busy. We have a good honey do list that <laughs> Karen has. So when I'm not doing all this stuff for a match, I'm doing the honey do list. And again, all these things keep your mind off the score, keep your mind off waiting. Uh, so this is all good things to have. Again, I would highly recommend having a plan to do something. I think a friend of mine is uh, in D.C., visiting the sites of Washington, D.C., so like that sounds like a, a, a good way to not obsess over your Step 2 score. And uh, I would definitely recommend that. And then we're also... I have a, I, I have oil changes. I got to get tires changed on my truck because everyone who sees my truck says, hey, you need new tires. <laughs> uh, so that seems to be a good clue that I need to get tires on that sucker. Well, we've known that you need new tires. We just haven't had the time or inclination to go get it done. Yeah, and I did have a meeting. I'm trying to fulfill some of my role as an SGA core chairperson. And I had a meeting today with the one of the individuals who helped schedule some of our cores, and I, I think I'll talk next week a little bit more about what that meeting entailed, what, what kind of information I was able to gather from that that could be helpful for students who are transitioning out of fifth term, uh, past step one, and into cores. So I'll probably talk next week a little bit more about that. Let's see... Oh, and I I also have to work on my research project with the resident at Houston. So I have I have, I have things to do. Obviously, I I have this is not a vacation for me, unfortunately. But uh, I will say that there was one thing I think it's good to just touch on that they that did come out of some of the admin people I talked to this week is that there are hard cutoff dates 
And as much as uh, I think we've been told that the, the school will help work with us on certain uh, cutoff dates, like for example, the last day of our electives needs to be the 31st of March, we really got to push to try to make that happen and not go into April. Uh, there's been some discrepancy on whether the school will actually work with us versus, I'm not trying to say the school won't, I'm just saying like we should just assume that they may, may not and then not risk, you know, not matching or not being able to go into our residency. So definitely hit those deadlines, plan for those deadlines to be real things and go for it. Obviously, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you want to be done with medical school as soon as possible. <laughs> like you don't want to drag it out forever. Uh, you want to, if, I mean, I don't know if that means you want to work through the holidays per se, but at least, you know, you want to start your electives early as you can and get through it. And this obviously this is advice for people who are like matching like this cycle. Obviously, if you're matching next cycle, maybe you want to get your away electives all lined up. Maybe you want to take some time to study for step three, which I would definitely recommend. It's not very common, but I think it definitely helps IMGs. Uh, it have. does, and it helps. It I've heard that it makes you more marketable for residency residency programs because they are graded based off of. <laughs> well, they, they they see you as less of a risk. Yeah, you know they're gonna you're gonna have to take your step three in your first intern year anyway, and if you already have it out of the way, that's one less thing that you you know the, the program has to worry about. Yeah, and I would encourage students just going through this process and being on such a strict timeline. If you can do the English proficiency test during your cores, maybe think about it. Yeah, because I'm looking at it today. Like there is nothing in Atlanta. Uh, until I think December, so that's like last ditch, last last you know attempt. Uh, otherwise, I would have to if I wanted to do it this month or maybe even next month. I might I would have to go to Florida, and eh, I don't know if that that really works with my schedule. So if you are able to schedule your OET exam, like Karen said, earlier the better. <laughs> uh, think about it. It's like I think it's like another four fifty, which is I mean it's awful. But you, know, you have to do it. You have to. You, you have, have to do it as an IMG student. Yeah. As IMG, even though you, you born and raised in America, you speak English as a native English speaker. You t went to a university in America, it, uh, you know, United States. It, it's it is what it is. You just have to take it. Every every IMG student has to take it, regardless of uh, their country of origin. So, you're gonna have to take it anyway, uh, and. I've heard mixed things, whether you need to study for it or not, but at least look over the uh, materials of what they're going to ask you to do. Yeah. And that's what I plan on doing anyway. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Instagram. MedFamilyMD. Med you can listen to the podcast pretty much on any platform. Feel free to give us a rating if you appreciate our information. And if you have, again, if you have any questions or you would like to see some search and content, please let us know. I'm not, I'm most likely not the, I will see the question, but most likely it's Eric that answers it. Yeah. 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 So any, any major podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just hit us up, follow us, subscribe, leave us a comment or a rating. We appreciate it. You guys have a good week and we will talk to you next week. Bye.